This is The World Tonight. Good evening, I'm Douglas Edwards, CBS News. President Carter's deadline is up tomorrow, and with no sign of a Soviet withdrawal from Afghanistan, the president is talking tough and playing tough. His forum today was an American Legion convention in Washington, the response favorable. Robert Pierpoint reports. The president was well received by his fellow legionnaires, but enjoyed his strongest responses when he attacked the Soviet Union for its invasion of Afghanistan. It is obvious that the Soviet leaders did miscalculate in Afghanistan. They underestimated the courage and the tenacity of freedom fighters in that country. And they did not anticipate the world's quick and forceful response to their aggression. I have given notice that the United States will not attend the Moscow Olympics unless the Soviet invasion forces are withdrawn from Afghanistan before February 20th. That deadline is tomorrow, and it will not be changed. Within two weeks, the president hopes to announce concrete proposals for putting together alternate international summer games. The plan includes holding various events such as swimming in one city, track and field in another, the equestrian contest in a third, all of them abroad, and the locations being considered range from Melbourne to Tokyo to Montreal. Robert Pierpoint, CBS News at the White House. Secretary of State Vance flew to Europe today in another effort to have the Western allies speak and act with a common voice in the Soviet crisis. Tom Fenton reports from the first stop in Bonn, Germany. Secretary Vance arrived in Bonn to discuss what he termed a strong and coordinated response to the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. What he will find in Europe would be better described as a weak and poorly coordinated response. Vance originally planned to chair a meeting on Afghanistan here with the British, French, West German, and Italian foreign ministers. France backed out when Washington publicized what the French thought would be a private, informal meeting. Washington apparently also annoyed the West Germans by pushing too hard for punitive action against the Soviet Union. So, there'll be no joint meeting of the Allies, and Vance will travel to each of the capitals instead. And in Rome today, a meeting of the Western European foreign ministers that was originally expected to produce a statement supporting a boycott of the Summer Olympics produced instead qualified support for a British proposal for unspecified international guarantees of Afghanistan's neutrality if Soviet troops move out. Vance is expected to try for a stronger response as he visits Paris, Rome, and London in the next two days. Tom Fenton, CBS News, on. More news after this. The Bell System presents Mr. Paul Williams. Reach out, reach out and touch someone. Reach out, call up and just say hi. Reach out, reach out and touch someone. Wherever you are, you're never too far. They're waiting to share your day. I move around a lot, but nobody ever misses me. That's because I grab a phone and check in with my friends. Just call me lovable. If you're a good friend, get on the horn and say hi. People from coast to coast Calling up friends to keep them close Families who care so much Keeping in touch If you're a good friend, call up just for the fun of it. There's probably somebody waiting for you right now. Reach out, reach out and touch someone. 
This has been another day of waiting at the United Nations, another day of wondering whether Iran's delay in sending written confirmation for the UN Commission of Inquiry represents more trouble along the tortuous path to freeing the American hostages. Richard C. Hotelet reports. The UN has had a report from Tehran that President Bani Sadr has sent Secretary General Valdheim a telegram saying the Commission of Inquiry may come, but no such message has yet been received here. Only when it is will Waldheim appoint the commission and thereby start the process of settlement, which includes release of the hostages. Waldheim has been waiting for days for this message, but there is no sense of alarm here. The delay is not taken as a sign that the basic agreement is breaking down, but rather that Bani Sadr is dealing with domestic problems in his own way in circumstances which he understands best. The decisive new fact appears to be that a relationship of trust has been established between Bani Sadr, the Carter administration, and Valtheim acting as a mediator between them, that Bani Sadr will do his best. He is seen, however, as facing a fluid situation at home with rival power centers challenging his authority and waiting perhaps to accuse him of selling out on the hostage question and on Iran's claims against the former Shah. Richard C. Hottle at CBS News, United Nations. More news when the World Tonight continues. How far have American and Iranian demands shifted, and how soon could our hostages be released? This week, Newsweek magazine probes all sides of the break in the deadlock. In an interview with Newsweek, Iran's President Bani Sadr spells out his position, while President Carter details some conditions of his own. Newsweek reveals a week of tense negotiation, profiles the UN Commission, and reports on how America is preparing for the hostages' return. Read A Break in the Deadlock, cover story of Newsweek. Nobody gives you the week like Newsweek. Runway clear. Flight 49, you're cleared for land. Some people can't afford a sore throat. Doctors recommend chloroseptic lozenges with anesthetic action to deaden pain fast. In a medical study, adults preferring chose chloroseptic three to one over the other leading lozenge for quick temporary relief of minor sore throat pain. Flight 63, do you read me? Loud and clear. If you can't afford a sore throat, get chloroseptic lozenges or fast-acting chloroseptic liquid. Use only as directed. The firefighters' strike continued in Chicago today, but the two sides did get back to the negotiating table, eating some rather indigestible words on the way. Bob Faw has a report. Day six of the strike has been a war of words and nerves. At first, strike leaders wanted to negotiate. So did a local judge who'd ordered them back to work. So did mediators and a group of Chicago labor unions. But one party in the dispute did not want to talk. Chicago Mayor Jane Byrne insisting that never again would she sit down with strike leaders whom she's called irresponsible goons. Said her husband and press secretary, we ain't talking to any damn person until they stop their strike. What the mayor wanted was for the judge to tell striking firefighters to quit picketing in front of city firehouses. He refused, said he'd rather talk, and ordered all parties to do the same. This afternoon, they began to, in separate rooms in a downtown hotel, with mediators shuttling back and forth. Through it all, the city processed 200 new recruits to replace strikers. Those processed yesterday got uniforms and a crash course on how to fight fires. And the city also proposed a 90-day cooling-off period. But when strike leader Frank Muscari heard about it, he merely snorted and walked away. Bob Fall, CBS News, Chicago. Wall Street in a moment. Of the 
four largest American car companies, only one has improved the mileage ratings on every standard car it's making in America. It's not General Motors. It's not Chrysler or American Motors. It's Ford Motor Company. This is based on actual EPA ratings for 1979 and 1980 introductory models. Cars sold in California are excluded. And we use some incredible technology to do it. Space-age computers to trim hundreds of pounds from our cars to help save gas without sacrificing room or comfort. We used massive wind tunnels to help improve the aerodynamics to save gas. And we developed an electronic brain that makes the engine think twice before wasting gas. If you could see tomorrow, Mars here right now. The way it looks to us today. Making cars to save gas. That Ford technology is paying off. Ford, that's incredible. Ford, that is incredible. Ford, that's incredible. A mixed day on Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrials down 8.96, average price per share down 26 cents on the New York Exchange, volume over 39 million, average price up 32 cents on the Amex. Wall Street on this world tonight. <laughs>